What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. You ain't got to give a round of applause for yourself because you're here. Mm-hmm. Already here. I am your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, state your name, bro. Steven City P. Watson. And that would make us... The goddamn brothers. People, we got an interesting-ass show for you today. You know we are like political correspondents that do it for the culture. Seems like that. That's that's what we are, man. We are political correspondents that do it for the culture. Mm -hmm. And we gonna do this with this slapper of a topic. But before we get into what we talking about, Mm -hmm. we gotta get into a little bit of something we call Town Hall Business. City people, what you got for me? As always, shout out our official DJ, my brother, DJ JMC, and his projects, uh, Project X. And Daydreams to Reality Podcast on World Air TV, the hub. Shout out to my sports podcast partner, I'm Trying, Jennifer Williams, for Beauty and the Brain. And I want to shout out somebody that we just got in contact with. I just got in contact with this. A service called Concierge Services, kind of concierge. She runs a, a cannabis delivery service All right, on all the right. south side of Chicago. Big ups. Follow her on her Instagram, Kana Concierge. It's K-A-N-N-A-K-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E. Kana Concierge. It's on Instagram. Let her up. Get your orders in. She's going to run you some stuff. Whatever you asking for as far as the edibles, the, the flour, the products so you can smoke with it. Holla at her, she got you. What's the name again, man? Kana Concierge. And as always, she's black owned. All right. All black right, and man. black owned. I got something, man. What's up? Shout out to the usual suspects. Shout out to the people that gave us our part at first. Shout out to WIAN in Nashville, Tennessee. Big ups to the guy, Kevin Mumphreys, man. He gave us a lot of opportunities when we was first starting off. But we veterans in the game, so we don't yes, need them yes. no more. Damn. <laughs> Big ups to Kevin Mumphreys. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to all the engines that you can catch the Brothers Podcast. That's going to be iHeart, mm-hmm. iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, I, him. Everything that make the Brothers work possible, you can go and check that out on Google because we ain't nothing but a Google away. I'm serious. Go Google the brothers right now. You see our names plastered all over the screen. I'm done. You got anything for the people, man? Yeah, I got something to people because I got something I got to get off my chest. And I'm not back, I got to take a swig of this shit because this is, this is a story. Okay. Mm. Is this your geriatric burden? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just apple juice to worry about. Yeah, I got a so, kidney problem, so I had to put a kibosa. So... <laughs> I recently bought a new vehicle. I bought a truck, a 2001 Chevy Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And I had this little interesting incident that took place when it came down to the title. So I went to go get it registered. And the currency exchange told me, uh, well, you need a bill of sale for this to order to get the registration for the title done. Naturally. And I said, oh, well, fuck, I forgot about that. So I well, <laughs> ha, that means I had to go to the dealership. So I went to the dealership. Well, I thought it was a dealership. It wasn't a dealership. Mm-hmm. It was a car wash. <laughs> what? Uh, really, uh, <laughs> it was like those. It is the most what? ghetto <laughs> ass. This is the most ghetto ass car wash. You want the number twelve? <laughs> oh, city but, sticker. Oh, yeah. okay, I got you. I got you. Hold this on, go in the back. Yeah, basically, this is the most go ghetto ass car wash <laughs> slash vehicle flipping place. I've ever seen. It's a dome. It be like because it's of course dome. 
So, <laughs> and then here's the funny part about this. I'm thinking these could be run by some nigga dicks. This oldest completely African. Oh yeah, dude. What you talking about? What so, you what, what so are you saying, I so I had called ahead early. So I came up there and I said, hey, I need the uh, bill of sale for this uh, truck I just bought from a, from a gentleman earlier. And you know, can you hook me up with that? Mm-hmm. So he looked at the paperwork. He looked at the title, and he shook his like shaking his head. My friend, come with me, my friend. He said, come with me, my friend. Like that accent, come with me, my friend. We go back to this office. We go to this office. This is some rinky dink makeshift hood ass paperwork all over the place. The three file cabinets stacked up top of each other ass office, whatever the fuck it is. Look like somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. And there's this girl, the lady, I guess the clerk in there. And I swear to God, all I heard was, I do it one more while I can move on. She's looking like, wow, I do it one more while I can move on. I feel like you're being racist. This, if this, I had to describe it the way I see it, okay? okay. I'm not being, I'm not being racist. I'm black. I, I feel like the Ibu tribe will whoop your ass if you go to Nigeria. That's I got I African like. dialect. I feel like Wool Loss so, is coming for that ass. The problem is, is he went, was, and they go, oh, I'm not doing shit, Baba. What was that? And then he goes off. And then they just go back and forth, they back and forth. And I'm just sitting there with my mask on my face with my eyes bugged out, looking dumb as fuck. I'm like, what the fuck is happening over here? All right I'm now? saying is, you better not go to Rogers Park saying that shit, nigga. You be- <laughs> so, <laughs> now this is what gets funny. In the city, bro. So, this is funny. Like, he's about a little bit shorter than me. So, here's the funny part. He says, well, who did this? He looked at the title and in the back, I know who did this. I know his, I know this is Jay. Whatever this guy is, this nigga named Jay. He sold the truck. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he calls, they call for Jay, he calls the office. This six foot eight black nigga, this black dude with a beard looking like the most hood nigga you ever imagined. Come say, what's happening, boss? What's going on? Why did you do this? Why did you say this? <laughs> like this. I know this is your handwriting. He was like, no, 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 boss, 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 boss. I just, I just did the sale. You told me not to do that. So I, that's why I did it that way. He no, you did. He punked the black dude like that? Uh-huh. He punked him like that? That's his boss. That's his I don't give a damn if it is his boss. Hey, I don't give a fuck. Hey, listen. No. Listen, he's African. Hold on. Give a damn. It's African. I you know how Africans get that. Give a damn. He was Australian. That could be an Aboriginal. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. I don't give a damn. But you're not the six foot eight. Basically like an elbow, nigga. So this motherfucker, no, you come with me. You come with me right now. Mm -hmm. So they come in the back, and I guess he goes to some other room, and they just like he's cussing his ass out in yeah, every way yeah. shape or form yeah. and I'm just sitting there like so what? I'm like I'm like yeah what, right. what the fuck is what the fuck is this boss I ain't said no no let me tell you they go back to shit I'm looking at her she's looking at me they look at me like look man what's going on she said bottom line the title is fucked up oh shit oh okay I said well how do I unfuck this title up literally those are my words how do I unfuck this title so basically, you were supposed to register with the currency exchange. You're supposed to register to us. I said, okay, fine. I'll register to y'all. How much is this going to cost me? Well, you got to get, I said, I just want the trade place, that old place transferred to this truck, and I want to get the new title. Fine. With register in my name. What's, what I got to do? We said, well, we can't transfer the title now. You got, I mean, we can't transfer your plates because we got to give you a clean title and we got to give you new plates. So, automatically, my mind was like, this is going to cost more than I thought it was going to cost. I right. said, how much is this going to cost me? 
She said six hundred and six dollars. Yeah, naturally. I said naturally. I said in my mind, I was like, bitch, and then <laughs> <laughs> so I was really prepared to just do like three to four hundred dollars. Now I got to pay another two, so I'm a little upset about that shit. You I was really, I was really upset about that. I was entirely upset about that. But it had to be done. And I'm like, yo, I just spent $1,600 and I ain't even drove this motherfucker half a day yet. Right. So I'm a little upset. You look broke too, because you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you done put about two and a half weeks of salary, just bam. You just, uh, you, you you ain't got no food. I got food. Oh, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna be that broke down. I mean, you usually had liquor, now you're drinking apple juice. Like, is, is, this, mean, is, this, your, is this your dark? <laughs> I mean, I am trying to be like a little bit more. I ain't guess. got no bourbon, but I got dark apple juice. I usually have. I mean, salad. I'm trying to be a little health conscious, I guess, but you know, yeah. You usually had dark rum, but now I got dark apple cider. Now, what, what, what you want? You can get out if you want. Hey, hey, you can leave if you want. I mean, apple cider is good though, but still. That's that time we went to apple picking. I got some apple cider. Man, that apple cider was the bomb. That apple cider. Cherry apple cider. Oh, oh yeah, I had both of them. Oh, that shit was gone good. before the end of the week. It was just mm-hmm. gone, and I'm just telling you, I'm chugging this shit straight out the carton. Get your diabetes, but it was it was it was awesome. You want some? Nope, you ain't having none. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so that's a misadventures of City P. All right, man. So you you good though, man. You're For the not most good. part, <laughs> spend that much money, You're I'm not. not good, I'm never gonna be good. But anyway, we got to just. Good, I guess you're I supposed guess. to get a tune up. Now you gotta wait six months. It's all right, man. Oh man, <laughs> it's that engine knocking. But hey, man, what <laughs> I knew what I had to do. Dope, but I had to own it. Man, that sounded like black man problems right there, man. It is black man problems because guess what? That's what we're about to talk about today. Speaking of black man problems, we have a very interesting show today mm. because we are talking about something that's been sweeping the country. Matter of fact, y'all know what it is because we go through it every single day. Mm. We are starting to run into a world that blames black men for basically why the United States is what it is. Forget the government, forget policy, forget citations, forget anything that deals with why we are so messed up. It's all about black men and what we did. I'm starting to think it's a hashtag. What what would you call it? Blame black men. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So tonight, what I want to do, what City P wants to do, we want to break down this topic and get some better understandings. Because you go on Google, you see the hashtag. You go on the Griot, you see how they're doing all these articles. Matter of fact, they have roasted in flame Ice Cube. I mean, it was terrible that I heard what they were saying about the brother. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Ice Cube is just a microcosm of the way that society looks at black men. Hashtag blame black Black men. men. So tonight, what we want to do is we just want to break down this whole situation so we can get some understanding and more than understanding, get some solutions and some clarity to this. Because first of all, it's not true. Second of all, it's ill-guided. And third of all, it's just a misdirection for what's truly wrong with what's going on today. So, City P. What's up? I need you to do something for the people, man. I need you to break down this black man thing, man. I need you to tell me why is blame black man, why people are crucifying the African-American male 
I mean, it's a lot of shit going on, man. You got the presidential election with two people that are known racists that have prosecuted so many black men. The 94 crime bill, 1977 to 1981, Biden saying that he don't want picking and he's going to school with his children. You got all these things that are segregating and subjugating blacks from whites. You got redlining. You have everything that is literally kicking the black people's ass. But we want to blame black men. I just need you to give us a little insight, man, a little clarity on this whole situation and why you feel that the moniker now is about putting down the black man more than he's already been put down. Well, that's a hell of an intro. Yes. This is, that was a very hell of an intro. Papa. All right. So here's the basically basic fundamentals of what's going on. So we all we remember the episode we did about Ice Cube and his situation about the presentation of the black plan for against Trump. And basically, this is the what, continuation of the backlash behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's become to the point where it's like. All of a sudden, it seems like a black man can't do no right in this world without somebody blaming him for something, doing something wrong. Right. Hence the start of the hashtag blame black men, which originally was supposed to be a parody of right. sorts. Basically, it was just kind of poking fun at the fact that black men realistically get blamed for almost damn near everything that goes wrong. Uh, they talked about the Hindenburg burned down, blamed it on the black man. Titanic sank, blamed it on the black man. Slavery, they said it was only supposed to be for two years. We extended it for another 398 years. That's black men's fault. Had to be them niggas, man. Had they to be them niggas. Talk. Motherfucking Jesus turned water into wine because a black man told him to do it. Mm. You know, so on and so forth. We've had everything. And it got to really be a parody until... A young lady by the name of Jamel Hill decided that she wanted to share a little bit of an interesting tweet. Her tweet came out, I believe, if I could quote, quote unquote, there's, she basically spoke that black men do not want to dismantle white patriarchy. They mm. want to be a part of it. Okay. They want to be equal to it. Okay, now we're cooking with oil. So now we got, now that that's, and that caused the blame black men hashtag to kind of getting to a different level of actually saying do black is sort of like a way of saying that black women now have come out and tried to justify the blame but it's like well yeah y'all kind of are to blame mm-hmm. so let's take a second and look at what Jamel Hill says and break it down in certain ways first that she said that she noticed that there's a difference between the energy of black men and black women when it comes to this voting process and then she said their tweet about black men trying to be equal to white patriarchy or trying to bend to the will of white patriarchy let's break this down to three things and I'm going to say something right now that may be a little bit surprising to a degree I actually get where she's coming from fuck you bro you about to get your hat snatched bro I get to a degree I said it to a degree just joking I said to a degree okay to a degree, I get what Jamel Hill is saying. And in a little bit of way, I actually kind of agree with her. Because well, of break one it down reason. for the people. Because when certain... What she said in her tweet was many black men. Not all. She didn't generalize. So I give her a little bit of a clap. A little bit of a uh, reprieve for that. I'm not off her case, but I'll give her a little reprieve. Okay. Because in reality, 
there are a lot of successful, well-known black men that seem to kind of bend to the will of white patriarchy when it comes to preserving their capital. But at the same time, and we said it before time and time again, in this country, when it comes to capitalism, you is run by white society. And you kind of have to bend to it a little bit if you make your money from white society. Okay. So if you're like, say, an NBA player or a famous rapper that got signed to a record label or so on and so forth, your money is tied into the capitalistic system that exists today. Oh, okay. So in some way, you kind of do bend to white patriarchy. Case in point, we just heard about 50 Cent. He's giving a ringing endorsement to Donald Trump. Well, that had to do with the money. That had to do with the money, but again... He wants to keep his money. He brother wants to keep his money. And I will say that, can you blame him? I'm just saying. But did, did you see the tax bill? The, the, Biden, tax, the Biden tax bill is a little bit is is is, is man. It's, look, it's crazy. If he's losing votes off of anything, he's losing votes off that. I'm just saying, bro. But I will say that this is 50 Cent. Like his example, I'm just giving him an example. I'm not saying he speaks for a majority, but this is 50 Cent we're talking about. 50 Cent has been that literal embodiment of what Jamel Hill is talking about. An example, because he does depend on white patriarchy to continue to be successful. He has want to sit in the same table. You saw what he did with G Unit. Basically, sold G Unit away for a bag of beans just to get his come up to do his TV show thing, to do his movie thing. So yeah, he's had to sell out a little bit to do get to sit at the white table with white folks, with the white men that he does business with. And that's just an example. We talked about Ben Carson, who does the same thing. Mm. That uh, Louisville DA that just, that, you know, fucked over the Breonna Taylor case, who actually ends up having a white wife, which ironically enough, a black man with a white wife. Um, we've brought up several celebrities, my bad. We have several celebrities that have done this, black male celebrities that have been an embodiment of this perpetual. Even Diddy. Diddy's a prime example of a motherfucker that has used white capitalism and sit to sit at the white table, white patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So I will say that as far as the higher up of black, the upper echelon of black male celebrity and businessmen, they kind of do kind of ring in that unfortunate paradigm. Okay. However, if we want to talk about the mass majority of black men and all we want to do is chase white patriarchy, I would say, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you fucking serious? Okay. Are you honestly, and this is not saying, oh, you're a triggered, outraged black man. Nah, I'm trying to figure out what fucking sense do you have to think that this is what black men do? And I'm trying to understand why would you think that? Because we lead the country in mass incarceration. The narrative of police shootings in the last 10 years that have been targeted have been black men. Very little of them have been black women. Let's just get that number out there. Let's just get that out the way. You barely hear about a black woman getting shot by police, but you hear a lot about black men getting shot by police. You hear a lot of arrests being done by black men. You hear a lot of drug, tr- drug trades and the criminalization of the black communities directed exactly at black men we've been villainized we've been targeted we have been emasculated almost in every way shape or form what exact reason do you think that black men somehow are trying to be equal to white male patriarchy this white male patriarchy is killing us this system 
that is built on that patriarchy is literally trying to kill black people. So I got a question for you. What's up? So why do you feel that, because I, I know you said that they created the moniker of blame black men mm-hmm. as just satire at first. Yes, it was. I thought it was funny. It's kind of funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. But why do you feel that the blame black man moniker has metamorphed into something that's actually real? Because, you know, where there is a joke, there's a little bit of truth. You well, know, where there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that the country, black women, white men, white women, and just all the other ethnicities actually do feel that the reason why the United States is the way it is is because of black men? I do and I don't. I do believe that this the that that these communities of people do believe that black men are the pro, the end all result of, the, of the, all the issues that are going on in this country. I also believe that this is the narrative that's being force fed onto communities okay. to make it believe that black men are the problem because we have been spent entirely too long, mostly our entire lives, being fed the idea that black men ain't shit. In almost any form of media imaginable, within music, within television, within movies, we have been vilified. We have been villainized as the problem. And usually what happens in any society, you have a problem, you try to find a solution for it. You try to find a way to eradicate that problem. Whatever way, by any means necessary. It's like when you go to an inspector, when you go and you have a bug infestation, and you got to hire an exterminator. Now the question is... Was the exterminator for the problem was is apparently black men. Mm-hmm. In some ways, you've seen, like I said, mass incarcerations, right. police brutality, welfare, uh, unemployment, um, alienating the black woman from the black man. We've seen all this happen within the very course of the last what two generations now. Two or three generations. So when you look at this situation, how can you possibly say that black men are the problem in this situation? Now, I know the narrative is going to go in as far as black women are going to make examples about what black men have done specifically to black women. And I like to say isolated scenarios and situations. But if you can honestly think about something, when... At any point in time in the history of our evolution, have black men held black women back from doing anything? Um, I can't really freaking think of any. None. So exactly what is it about... What I want to ask the question to the black women out there is, why exactly do you feel that we are benefiting from this patriarchal system? Does that even make any sense to y'all? Like what 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 goes through women's heads when they say shit like that? So that was a point of what Jamel Hill's tweet that kind of really kind of got me going through my mind. I said, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And just for the people one more time, can you tell them what Jamel Hill? If you want to paraphrase it, you can. Paraphrase it. Basically, she said there was two tweets. She said one tweet was she noticed a shift in the energy between black men and black women when it comes to this election, and the second tweet she said was, "I've seen that many black men are not are trying to find a way to be equal in the white patriarchy and not try to dismantle it." Mm. So my question to you is for black women 
And what one what scenario has black men tried to benefit in this white patriarchal system, or do you believe this patriarchal system supports and benefits black men in general? Mm-hmm. And two, why would you think that? What what possessed you to make this, this ideology? Because also I also know, and I'm also a very keen. But this is the third point I want to make about this, these Jamel Hill tweets. Now you can take this with a grain of salt, but this is just my opinion. I'm always a fan of how convenient the timing is of these tweets. Because as you know, we're in the final stretch of a big presidential debate, which has pretty much divided everything we've done. We've been pretty much talking about it for the last couple of weeks. And we're kind of at a point where these tweets seem to be a little bit of a, you know, Nudge. Did I, did I tell you to touch me? A nudge. Well, I'll make an example. I'm like, just saying. Like, that's basically, well, that's actually a reaction with black men. <laughs> that's our reaction. That's, that's how you to touch that's, me, That's black how man. we feel. That's how we feel. But it's kind of been pushed in the general direction of almost like you're trying to guilt trip black men to try to follow a certain narrative. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have been saying that black men, a lot of people argue about Twitter. One of them was about a black man. Black men have always found themselves supporting or endearing to Donald Trump, which is absolutely untrue. More black men in the narrative in 2016 voted for Hillary Clinton than they did for Donald Trump. I think it was over like 38 to 40 percent of the people who voted, a black men that had voted, mm-hmm. voted for Hillary Clinton. The rest didn't even vote. I got a perspective. What's up? So, before I give my perspective, I have to say this one thing. Number one, in any type of country that tried to promote an agenda, there's one thing that has to be done. You have to give propaganda. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to be the scapegoat. Somebody is going to have to be the black sheep. Somebody got to be the fall guy. Mm -hmm. So, 1960s, welfare started. That eliminated the black man from being inside of the household. The way that it was eliminated by telling the black woman that you cannot have a black man inside of your household in order to receive benefits. This created a rift between the black family. The black man was kind of escorted without saying get out outside of the black family, which created the dialogue of is the black man even beneficial for the black family? 1970, the Black Panthers started another movement that created a black nuclear family by giving full protection to the black family, which involved the black woman to be a part of that and the black children. Late 1970s, here come Nixon. Nixon comes into the play and creates what we now know is the crack epidemic. This eliminates the black man again because now we are talking about welfare coming back alive, pushing the black man out or the need for the black man because I don't need your money anymore into the streets. The black man now is coping with life, decides to go into the crack epidemic, becomes what we say he is today, which is the drug addict which is the person that's going to prison because the crack epidemic was created on two sides. Number one, to sell the crack in Mm. order to fund the wars. Number two, to lock up the black man in order to fund the prison systems. So he was getting them coming, getting them going. Now, there is a common through line between everything that I just said. There has to be a villain in this story to push your agenda. Now, take... 2020, two days ago, The Grill just published a show 
in an article talking about Ice Cube being a sellout and being the poster board for black men trying to be a part of the white man's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. They even went as far as go back to the common rap beef, which was damn near 25 years ago, to show when Ice Cube sold out. Now, Ice Cube did not do anything except do what anybody who's in politics does. I go to you with my plan. Are you going to help? No. I go to you with my plan. Are you going to help for my vote? Yes. So that's where I'm going to go. People, the bottom line is there had to be a villain in this story. And it just so happened for the past hundred years, the black man has become the quintessential villain of America. In order to get a agenda passed, they have to pit it on someone, and now it's became the black man. That's why now you see that Ice Cube has become the symbol of what a black man is, which is a sellout, which is a person that don't protect his women, which is a person that'll do what he wants to do for either money, a la 50 cent, or to get his agenda passed, when it comes to the CWBA contracts with Black America. Okay. No, no I have the question. No, 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 wait a minute. I'll say the question. I will. Let me just say this. What you're seeing, though, even though that Black man is becoming the blame Black man notion, which is the hashtag now, is the agenda of the government in order to pass something that's going right under our nose. Have you noticed that the griot Madame Noir? And all of these black-owned media outlets are pushing a specific agenda that is passing right behind the black woman's nose and pitting the black man as you are our villain, we're against you. There's a specific agenda that's getting passed. That is the destruction of the nuclear black family and the rise of the LGBTQ community. Now, the reason why I can say this is because all of our top owned media outlets are starting to be run and has a specific homosexual, bisexual, gay, lesbian, transsexual agenda. When you look at Madame Noir, it is ran by the LGBTQ community. When you look at uh, the Griot, same thing. Even one of the things that just happened with George Floyd, Black Lives Matter which specifically states that Black Lives Matter is for destroying the nuclear black family. You can go to the website and look it up. So where you may say blame black men and think that black men are the ones that's causing this, I look at it and think it's a bait and switch in order to get the real agenda passed, which is the rise of the LGBTQ, which inversely affects a black family coming together. I'm gonna do a little bit of an adjusting on that statement as far as my opinion is concerned. Um, I don't look at it as the LGBTQ community, but more so the organization, because they know it's a community organization. But either way, either one of them, I agree, because here's the thing. I'm also, I'm majorly for the black. And from what I've seen over the history and as far as our research is concerned, the LGBTQ don't really do a damn thing for black people or the black members they have of their community. As a matter of fact, they do the same way that that common society does to us. The LGBT don't give a fuck about black people. You remember those poor black trans transgenders that were murdered by that politician and on the, the bodies on that politician around? No one says anything about that. Did the LGBT march for them? Did they LGBT act on that? Nobody. It always seems to be about this when it comes to what narrative gets swung. So. Do I want to say it's the community? Maybe there's some good. We we don't, like you said, we don't speak in generalizations, but for the most part, 
I haven't seen the LGBT do nothing for black folks other than ride the bandwagon of any black movement that we have because intersectionality has to be a thing, which we know is a bunch of bullshit that pushes our plans, our reads, our agendas to the background to support somebody else's. I'm going to give you two top reasons why the black, blame black men should not be a hashtag, blame black men should not be something that you play around with. Number one, if you look at statistics, black men are known to be the best fathers inside of the community when given a chance. Mm -hmm. Another statistic that you got to look at, when it comes to single mothers inside of the black community, guess what the rate is as far as percentage wise? What's the rate? 80%. Now, you want to know something because what I just said could conflict with what I first said. Do you want to know the rate of mothers pushing the black men out of the household? Because a lot of people feel that it's the black man looking at the kids saying, hey, I don't want to be in this life and leaving. No. It is a 70% rate of black women actually pushing the black man outside of the household. Now, if you want to check this, I want you to go to a website called blackdemographics.com and you can actually look at the rates when it comes to the black separation of the father and the child. So what I will say to you is, number one, what's really going on with this black blame black man thing? And number two, is it actually black men or is it blame black women? Oh, shit. And the reason why I say that, and I know it's going to be unpopular, Mm -hmm. is because when you look at the benefits, first, before I say that, I'll say this. Number one, if you want to lead a people, you got to feed a people. So whoever is feeding you Mm -hmm. is the person that humans are going to ride with. So when we look in the history of the black family, I don't ever mention, I don't ever... I don't remember seeing a government feeding the black man specifically, Mm -hmm. but I do see programs that feed the black women and trickle down to the black children. Mm -hmm. When I do look and I see people talking about, well, we're trying to integrate into the white patriarchy as black men. I don't see black men benefiting like you said, but what I do see is systems and programs like Black Girls Rock. I do see system and programs that are basically geared towards promoting how black women are independent, are self-conscious, the most educated, the people that can slay corporations and white corporate America. I never see black men saying that they're integrated inside of corporate America on mainstream TV. And you want to know why? I got it in my I got it in my back pocket right now. Go ahead. Jump. Because it is a specific agenda to bamboozle what is the black family. And what's tending to happen is people like Jamel Hill, where you will call them smart and intelligent, is going hook, line, and sinker. Because what she is, she's traveling on the school of thought of feminism, womanism, and intersectionality, and not being rooted in what we truly need, which is the black family and black community. And I also look at it in one thing as far as what you were saying. It's the ideology that black women who say they want to overthrow or dismantle patriarchy and they want to change the system to benefit everyone. That's the black women's cause. And they're upset with black men for not following in line with that cause 100%. The reason why black men don't fall in line with that plan 100% is because... We don't want to fix or dismantle a system. We don't want to be a part of that system. 
We want to be separate from that system. We want to be independent of that system. We don't have to want to require this system in order for us to be great. That has been the major point for black men as far as as a whole for as God knows how long. We have tried to be as independent and our own have our own way in this country for as generations now. And yet, somehow, we keep having to fight our way, fight our way back into not being a part of that system. But we always have to find ourselves being put into the. You have to integrate in order to change. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. We don't want to. And I think that's what really bothers. I think a lot of the black feminazis. I like to call them feminazis. The black feminazis, the LGBTs, the black liberals that come in, the liberals, white liberals, whatever the case may be, they don't like the fact that black men are not conforming to this ideology in order to get their agendas pushed. Mm-hmm. It's simply because it doesn't benefit us. It actually pushes us more and more, more and more and more and more out of the picture of relevancy. And if that's the case, black men don't want nothing to do with that. You can't force a black man to do something that he don't want to do. It's that simple. We've been the victims of too much shit already. Now, I have some pushback with that. Now, I'm not saying that the pushback is not about we've been victims. Because, yes, we have been victims. But you did say a stat that black men are the most shot by, you know, the police. Now, you can clear it up right now. Okay. I will say that the number of ratio of likelihood for a black man to be shot by police is a lot greater than any other race. Now that is proof, that is fact. You can look that up in the, the federal, the, shit, the FBI database can prove that. Okay, cool. That the highest ratio of people being of being victims of police brutality have always been black men. So I do acknowledge that there's been some police shootings that have been almost balanced towards white people as well. But. Trust me. No, no, no. White people, Caucasians lead Lead the amount of people shot and killed by the police. police. But as far as overall police brutality when it comes to beatings and shootings, the ratio... They lead in that too. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about per capita, that's what I feel you're talking about. You're talking about uh, when you do a ratio of how many black people there are and how many white people there are. No, I'm speaking about the likelihood. Well, if, if there are more getting killed mm-hmm. and beaten as far as white people then that means that the ratio would be that there's more just more white people getting shot and killed by the police what I'm saying is you're, you're saying that because the black people make up such a small percentage of people in America that the ratio is much more likely for a black person to get killed or get harassed by the That's police right, yes. okay. and, I, and I agree with you but white people are actually getting shot and killed at a higher level, and the stats are a little bit higher. And I know a lot of people will say, well, damn, Caucasians, it makes up 72%. Anybody that understands and studies this information know that that ain't true. Because first of all, you're going by census information, and you're not factoring in the fact that 40% of Caucasians are actually Latino, 40% are North African, 40% are West African, 40% are coming from Europe, which does not have to mean that they got Caucasian white skin. It simply means that if you're from Europe, if you're from North, West Africa, Australia, or if you're coming from Mexico, in some cases South America, you will be counted as 
Caucasian. So the number of, let's say, Anglo-Saxons to, you know, differentiate that are being killed by the police is actually higher even on that case than it is African-Americans being killed by police. Now, what a lot of people do is they say, well, hell, why do I see all these black people being harassed? There's two answers for that. Number one, you kill what you're around. So what you're seeing is in your neighborhoods and in your media outlets showing black people being killed. And number two, propaganda. You have to promote people to be devious in order to have an excuse to eradicate the devious people. There's a saying that my man Jeff Brown said, famous comedian, you treat them like an animal, so they act like an animal, so you have an excuse to treat them like an animal. And so what you're witnessing is the propaganda of the government treating black people like animals, so they react in, I ain't gonna say mainstream media, but I'll turn to media outlets. Then we put the boots to them and treat them like what they're acting like. So you can look all these statistics up. A lot of people may disagree with me, but understand you're not disagreeing with me. You're, you're disagreeing with the statistics. And I'm able to differentiate statistics and know the statistics aren't always true. We always know that. But we're not going to rest our laws by getting out of an argument or a discussion by just saying statistics aren't always true because I can say that about anything. So... My thing, but as far as going back to the original point of what we're talking about here, let's dive a little bit deep into the human nature behind this. And I have to ask myself, why are black women, not all, because we don't speak in absolutes here, why are a good portion of black women really this gung-ho about villainizing black men? What exactly is it about black men that black women don't like or how about this idea you tell us everything that you don't like you tell us everything you don't want us to do you tell us what you what exactly do you want from black men per se there's a certain amount of black women that are in a status or a title where their voices are being heard that just don't like black men. And that's his bottom line misandry. And let's call it for what it is. When you look at the feminist movement or womanist movement for the black women or just intersectionality in general, those black women by default don't like, a.k.a. the male patriarchy. But the only male patriarchy a black woman tends to fall into is with a black man. So you honestly have women that just haven't just went out there and said, hey, I don't want a black man to lead me. I don't want a black man to be the head of my household. First of all, at this point, because I got the resources, I got the education and I got the jobs. Why am I under this man that don't got what I got? I'm more qualified than this black man. Mm -hmm. I don't look at him as being my leader anymore. I actually look at him as being competition. And what do people generally do when there's competition? They beat it and they want it gone. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of the black women. We're seeing a section, like I said, a section, because you don't speak in absolutes. Mm -hmm. It's the generalities. 
We're seeing a section of black women that are trying to mask the fact that they just want black men to be gone from the picture in general. Because if they're competing in the corporate America and another black man is competing in corporate America, doesn't that mean that there's competition for that black woman? See, what is tend to happen is they're pitted us against each other. They're making us try to fight for scraps like we're crabs in a barrel. And what is not happening is, I'm not seeing, I see a couple of times, but I don't see consciously black women stepping back and peeping the whole chessboard mm -hmm. and saying, wait a minute, why, if we're dealing with a society and a government that wants to kill anything that gets in its way and will help anything that furthers their agenda, why is the government propping me up so much? Why am I going and getting all these black girls rock ceremonies? Why is everybody making me be the, the uh, educated black woman that got all the education in the United States? Why are they regarding me so high? And why are they putting down my black man? Because nine times out of 10, they're not doing it because they're in good faith. They're doing it because they have an ulterior motive. And what tends to happen is if you prop up the black woman and subjugate the black man, you create disorder inside of the household. And you can see that by looking in the city of Chicago, the crack, the bodies. When I say bodies, I mean the killings. This is an absence of masculinity inside of neighborhoods, what you're seeing right now. OK, so that is the main approach. And why would you want an absence of masculinity? Because there's more drugs and there's more incarceration when it happens. I have a thought and a question. We say when Jamel Hill said that black men want to be part of the white male patriarchy, many black men want to be part of the white male patriarchy and black women have a problem with that and they want to dismantle it. Could it actually be that these some black women in that situation, in this environment, who are benefiting from all these government programs, they actually want to eliminate the competition so they can be a part of the white male patriarchy? It's called projecting. Yeah, because they want your spot. They are projecting. Mm -hmm. That is a projection. What Jamel Hill did, and I'm, I'm real kind of bad about this because mm -hmm. I, I, I used to talk to Jamel Hill when she went to Michigan State you know, because I used to go up there for the summers. I thought she was a dope chick. I ain't even talking about journalism. I thought she was a cool girl. Mm -hmm. But what you said hits it on the head. You're having somebody that's projecting what they truly feel, but they're trying to put it on black men. Right. I don't know too many black men that are trying to integrate, be buddy-buddy pals with the white patriarchy, especially white corporate America, because we are a threat, we are competition, and we generally don't fit in. Right. So we get shown that, hey, you ain't got a place here, and if you do, you have to bend the knee and capitulate. Right. But what I do see is the black women integrating more, and we just know this from just living. If you got a daughter, a sister, or a mother, nine times out of ten, if they got a job, they're working for a white corporation, or they're integrated into a white company. So we see what it really is. So Jamel Hill is doing nothing but projecting what she truly wants because she really wants the man's spot. Mm -hmm. She wants the black man's spot. She's never going to say that. The Black Lives Matter organization is never going to say they want to be the new black men or they want to be the new men of society to mm -hmm. represent black culture. Mm 
They're never going to say that. But all their actions and saying, I want to be the leader and we don't have a place for the black man anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if that happened with me. And you, uh, you kind of go back and think about it, the whole CWBA, the whole reason why Democrats had a problem with the CWBA because it promotes the black nuclear family and it pushes intersectionality and LGBTQs in the back burner. Not to say that it eradicates it, but it doesn't make it a priority. And I think that's what pisses people off about that the most. Liberals look, about it most. Look at what Joe Biden did. What was the number one thing that Joe Biden said he was going to look at? Forget look at. That he was going to attack. He was going to be proactive with. That's LGBTQ. And that's LGBTQ. So what you have to understand is they don't talk in directs. They don't directly say what they want. They talk by looking at a subject like LGBTQ and making you focus on this. But if you focus on the LGBTQ uh, community in the movement, what do you take your eye away from as black people? The actual black family. Because nobody is against. You don't have to be anti-something to be for something else. But if it generally affects you, me as a black man, I am not for it. I am not for being a third class citizen in a household that I'm going to be in. I'm not for giving up all my rights as a black man, whether it be figuratively or whether it be for real. Because you want to stomp in this feministic, womanistic intersectionality movement, a.k.a. Jamel Hill. Mm -hmm. So all that. okay, but you can miss me with that. Jamel Hill is nothing but a microcosm of what's been going on with black women in society. And it's not all because we're not speaking to absolutes. But there is a good amount where you know things are going wrong and you see it, you hear it, you go to the griot, you go to the Madame Noir, you go to all these different media outlets ran by black people and you see it. Right. So she's just speaking up for everything that's going on already. In large retrospect, the blame black man hashtag has in a lot of ways showed the black, to be honest, that black women don't hold themselves accountable enough with a lot of things. Because it's a lot easier to just blame black men. Because we have to shoulder a lot of these burdens because we're expected to. Which is kind of interesting because if you're trying to tell black men that our masculinity is toxic, but we also have to shoulder the punishment and suck it up and bear it, you know, you're telling us that to not be masculine, but prove our masculinity at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of like you're being a hypocrite in a way. It's like, what do you want us to do exactly? We want you to come out, and I'm speaking for that section of black women. We want you to come out and be masculine when it benefits me. And mm-hmm. we want you to go back in the box when you feel like you're going to do something for yourself. Right. But I got news for you. That ain't how masculinity works. Right. Okay. Masculinity works. We are the protectors. And we are the providers. When you throw that away or you have third parties, i.e. the government, i.e. programs, uh, legislation that comes in and creates a rift between that, the black man is out of his seat, his original seat, which is to be the head of the household. I heard I saw a post today, actually, from a young lady that I had a little bit of a 
back and forth with over this situation about it. Um, when she posted, and this had nothing to do with the conversation, but the next day she wrote a post talking about some. I did not, I don't understand what the alpha male ideology comes from. It just never sat well with me. And a comment, somebody, a young lady commented back to this. It's simple because that alpha male ideology is basically a trope for the bullshit patriarchy of this country. You know what I... Okay, keep going. And I'm just sitting there like... And they're black women, obviously. And I'm just looking like... You're almost like you want to say something, but you don't have the energy or the patience to try to say it. Mm. It's just that... It's not that you're saying, oh, you're afraid of the backlash. It's just... I don't have time to deal with this stupid shit. If you you can't figure it out, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to give a warning to any woman that deals with me in the future. If you deal with me, I am the head of any household that I am in. There is no room for debate. There is no discussion. We don't have to analyze it. I am the head of any household that I am a part of. So if you decide to be with me, you have to understand that a man, a masculine man, is going to run it. Now, if you have a problem with that, because there are 7.5 billion people in the world, you can go and be with them. Now, if you understand what I'm saying, I'm speaking as a metaphor. Ladies, especially the ladies that go with the feministic, womanistic approach. If you have a problem with a black man leading the household, because at the end of the day, alpha male only says that the man is leading. That's what we're talking about. If you have a problem with that, I need you to go and find a man that is okay with that. But what I need you not to do is try to persecute a man that has nothing to do with where you feel. So if you come in at a alpha man or coming from a man that wants to be ahead of his household, you need to leave that shit alone. Because... That ain't your fight. Go and find something that suits you, but leave us alone. Okay, right. what I'm saying? Because you don't, you don't necessarily fit into the community equation at that point. Right. You can be an outlier, but go and do what you do. It's almost like a woman that likes polyamory, and she is cool. And you got another dude that wants monogamy and wants to have a household. He's not saying something to the polyamory girl. But the polyamory girl, for some reason, got a problem with the dude that want monogamy and to be ahead of his household. Mm-hmm. Now, we got a friend like this. Mm-hmm. Do we not have a friend like this? Yes, we do. We got a friend that always has a problem with a man wanting to be the head of a household and to be with one woman. And he's the one that's running. it. But nobody has a problem with what she does. And that's this is the microcosm of this whole Jamel Hill thing. Jamel Hill, I don't got a problem with you being a womanist, being feministic, having those type of schools of thoughts. Right. But what I do have a problem with is that you're trying to break up an already struggling factor, which is the black family coming together and a black man being the head of a household. Right. Keep your own to yourself. Find somebody that likes that. Get with them. Chill out. And let us community build over here. Right. That's all I'm saying. Well, she's already married, so I mean, what the fuck microcosm for her? Even though she's pandered to a lot of white men in her life, so but that's not the point here. I don't even know what else to say. I think we pretty much said what we had to say. This is 
this is the reality we're in, ladies and gentlemen. It's a divisive tactic. Let's be real about it. Is is there some truth to it? There's some element. Ah, eh, you can find it. But is it speak for us, us as a whole? Absolutely not. If you want to buy into that narrative, that's on to you. If you don't support the narrative of a black nuclear family, and you still want to do all the intersectionality you want to, go right ahead. But don't stop what we're trying to do by trying to promote and say what we're doing is wrong. You can't villainize a black man for doing what's right for himself and his family. You just can't. Instead of trying to blame black men for trying to integrate into a white patriarchy, why don't you blame black men for statistically being the best fathers in the United States? Because statistics show that when a black man has a child and is able to be in his life, which means that the court systems don't become a part of it or there's no resistance by the mother of the child, the black man is the best father in the United States. That's with Latino, Caucasian, Caribbean or any other ethnicity that mm -hmm. comes to the United States. The black man is statistically the best father in the United States. Mm -hmm. So blame black man for having a caring heart. Blame black man for wanting to be in their child's life. Blame black man for trying to pick up the pieces. Blame black man for doing the best they can, even though you got all these shackles in the government and now damn near a section of our women that are against us. Blame us for that. Right. Blame me for being one of the only black men in West Pullman that actually have three degrees. That I had to go to school with uh, 95% Caucasians with nobody trying to help me overt racism and still succeeding. Blame me for that. Blame me for really actually wanting to have a household where I have a wife, two children, I raise them and they go out and create the same thing. Blame me for that. Blame me for being handsome. Blame me for being real. Blame me for actually not giving too much of a fuck about the little shit like this whole situation is and still being able to understand what the big picture is. Blame me for wanting to hold people accountable for their bullshit. Blame me for that. And blame me for not going for none of the bullshit. That's all you. That's what you really blame black men about. So, I think that's another show right there. We are done, and we have pushed it to the brink too. Oh, we pushed it to the limit, right. people. I appreciate you for still for being here. Mm -hmm. This was a riveting subject. Yes, y'all stuck in with us. Like I said, man, I'm gonna give a shout out to all the uh, engines that you can catch the brothers with. What would that be? iHeart, iTunes, Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can pretty much go to any site. Kester Brothers Podcast. Steve, you got some people you want to shout out? As of course, like I said, shout out JMC, shout out his podcast, Gage's to Reality, Project X on World Air TV, shout out I'm Trying Jennifer Williams on our podcast, uh, Beauty in the Brain, and shout out to once again, Kana Concierge, Kana Services, there's, she's distributing marijuana edible product, flower and cannabis products all across the south side of Chicago, deliveries Follow her on Instagram, get your orders in, and she will get them to you next day. And shout out to all the cashiers that put on gloves when they're handling my food. <laughs> He's been on that a little bit. He's I've been, been having the worst luck. I done left deli meat sitting at the counter because people, your hygiene game is not up to par, people. He's not been happy about that. You can't that handle my Cajun days. turkey, one pound of Cajun turkey, five slices of American cheese, if you 
hitting your nose like this as you're cutting my food. You can't do that. So shout out to all the sanitary cashiers and deli meat workers. Shout out to y'all because it ain't too many of y'all out there. So whoever's out there, man, shout out to you. I ain't seen them. But shout out to the ones that's there for real. I am Stephen City P. Watson. I'm disgruntled. And on that note, <laughs> we are apparently out. He's really upset about this deli meat thing. I've been going to hell. He has been. Peace. <laughs> deli meat, god damn. <laughs>